Hey, everybody. How's everyone doing? This is Zach. This is Stuart. <laughs> I was trying to think of something cool. I was trying to think of something like Space Cowboy, like from Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. But um, yeah, I got nothing. So I went with that. And now I'm super disappointed. But you know, we 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 do it in one, right? Exactly. We're like that. We're like that clip of um, what's his name from Fox News going. Fuck it, we're going live. <laughs> we always do it in one. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, this episode, we're talking about the uh, 1995 um, anime OVA uh, memories by yeah. Otomo. Um, now I, I guess, so you're, you are the resident anime expert. Um, before I suggested this, had you seen or heard any of these? No, I had not. I didn't even know it was a, a, a trilogy or, or not a trilogy, but like three separate, um, uh, concepts, ideas. Yeah. So, so it's funny. I, um, my like, first, how did you find out about this? So my <laughs> my my first exposure to this is uh, my cousins. Um, so I uh, saw Akira um, yes. on the Sci Fi Channel yes. in like nineteen ninety three. Right, I was way too young to be seeing it, but I saw it and I loved it. Um, and then fast forward a few years later, this is after our the cousins like that are of my dad's generation my grandmother's sister and then my cousins of mine and my brother's generation Mm -hmm. um came for a summer to to spend with my grandmother and they knew that uh or they they found out oh yeah you, you like akira um and so so they they sent me in a like a care package a couple years later, a DVD of this that was region, region free. Right? Yeah, because this was very hard to find. It is not yeah. on like um, Crunchyroll. Well, so it's it, not it, like. Well, so like my. I had my, to kind of scour a little bit to like find this one. Yeah, well, so I didn't have a DVD player at the time, and so I had actually, you know what? It may have been a VCD. And that's why it didn't work. BCD, wow. Anyway, I I took it to an anime club when I was in high school, and that was the mm-hmm. first time I watched it. Several years after everything. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, that that was my first exposure to it. Um. It had, you, and and you said this you was yours. You, so you yeah yeah. So I have it on DVD that actually will run here. Okay. Um, there's Blu-rays of it floating around, um, like on Amazon and, and stuff like that. So it's it's gettable now. I don't know how many people actually would buy it unless you're like a hardcore fan. <laughs> I mean, so um, I really enjoyed the the style of this this anime. Like it is very much that like old school sort of. Um, Paradise Lost, um, Akira um, style, where it was like 
very rounded like faces as well as like this kind of like gritty um like animation style which i kind of i kind of enjoy yeah no well and and i like how it um it changes Mm -hmm. yeah it changes with the stories um just based on who's doing it which i mean there, there's actually some big names in this like um you know otomo just just uh produced this um but he he wrote and directed the last piece cannon fodder um the middle one stink bomb was directed by was written by otomo and then directed by um tensai okamura yeah which one was your favorite out of out of them all of the three, um, I really like Magnetic Rose the most. Um, yeah. It's the one that Satoshi Khan wrote. Uh, okay, okay. Um, there's also, my uh, my wife pointed out when, because when, we were watching this um, last weekend. Um, oh, And she nice. had never so... seen it before, and she was just like, Oh, I've seen this one. I've never seen the anime, but I'm I'm, I'm aware of this art. And there's, mm -hmm. uh, let me go to YouTube to see if I can find it. Um, I'll I'll put in the footnotes. Yeah, YouTube isn't loading for some reason. Um, I'll put in the footnotes a link to the anime music video for this. But there's one set to the techno version of, um, uh, Phantom of the Opera that uses stuff from Magnetic Rose. Ooh, that's cool. And kind of tells the anime in a very short time period. Like she was familiar with with the story and where it was going. Yeah, and that's that's one of the interesting, interesting things is like neither of these three stories are very long. They're <laughs> it's a very um, like I think the total running time is about like one hundred and ten minutes. Than, yeah, it's it's less than two hours. Magnetic Rose is the longest. Yes. It, at like 40 minutes or so yeah and then cannon fodder is like the shortest yeah yeah you know though cannon fodder gave me a very much um uh attack on titan feel oh yeah oh yeah yeah i can see that have, have you seen attack on titan i have yeah okay yeah no i i can definitely see that the um the the just like living in that constant fear of like the constant uh, battle that's that like yeah. it's very orwellian almost where it's like yeah we're we're at war we don't know with who but we're just yeah gonna, our entire you know, economy is based on perpetrating um, this war against maybe someone maybe not yeah and we just you know live behind these walls so yeah. so i guess a, a synopsis of the um of cannon fodder since i guess we'll start off with that sure yeah it's the, it's the last one so yeah we can go in reverse order yeah so it's basically um this child and his father um who work on these um these cannons as like a cannon loader and this uh this town is very much um a caste-based system yeah where you know they're just lonely workers and it's just this like giant city are this like town with this giant wall that is just nothing but like bombarding of these uh giant cannons and like it's uh, surrounded by like clouds and smokes so out of all of these three 
what did you think about the animation style of this particular one? This one was, uh, it was, it was the least anime. Yeah. I would say it looked a lot more like a French animated film from like the sixties or seventies. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think that really took away from the story. No, no, it doesn't. It's, um, but it was definitely interesting to sort of see that. Yeah. Like in a, in a different like style that I wasn't used to because it was a little bit, um, it wasn't like jarring, but like, you know, these other two ones are kind of, I would say bombastic. And then this one's a little bit more stylistic. Yeah. And I mean, I guess that there there's words spoken in it, but it's it's very um, it's kind of avant garde. Like mm-hmm. the, the way it's framed, it's like it's it's meant to act like it's taking like it's it's in one continuous take. I guess. Yeah. Um. It's got a really weird soundtrack that's like, like that was the thing that I noticed is that like everything else has kind of what you'd expect of the time out of Japan, like, like a, like a jazz funk type soundtrack or things like mm-hmm. that. Uh, Cannon Fodder has like marching band music. Yeah. <laughs> and like uh, field recording stuff. It's, it's very, um, very I, different. I think... It's probably the most atypical of the three. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, and again, you know, there's, it's the least anime feeling um, one out of the three. Yeah. But again, it's it's an interesting concept, and yeah. um, so basically, um, so like, the boy comes home, and then um, he has this dream of being like exalted officer who actually like fires the cannon and it's this dream of just like social climb um but there's this like weird or not weird but like this depressing feel as the like i mean it's basically a pipe dream base I mean, there is no yeah, way for there's no way for him to get that high in the like, yeah. the case system. Yeah, and it you know it's interesting because like there is no like story building and dialogue. It's just all kind of like the, not theme, but like setting dialogue where you you see all of these things yeah instead of it being like directly told to you it's more of a vibe <laughs> yeah yeah and then i mean it basically ends with like the kid going to sleep thinking about these like these thoughts of um rising up the the social ladder and becoming this like honored officer and then you hear like these um, sirens, like the um, the, the World War Two sort of sirens. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And um, then it's just kind of left up to the audiences, like, I guess they're left up to their imagination of like, well, what happened? Yeah. Yeah. Well, like it ends with the kid going to bed and like, the so the thing that that um, jumped out to me on on this watch is that everyone's got bags under their eyes. Yeah, because they're and, constantly working. Like because it's you know well, war doesn't take a break. Well, it's 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 funny to me that they because um, not everyone's working. Like like they do get to sleep. But when they sleep is when they they blare the alarms and they have that that like that uh, blue light mm-hmm. going like a like a like a siren almost yeah through the night and so it's like oh these people are brought up in a society where from the the time they're little kids like they they can't get a good night's sleep and so they're they're constantly just being fed into this like war machine yeah. Right, and they're not really thinking about it because who has time to think about it, right? Yeah, because you're constantly having to fight for your life. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, an interesting. The 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 takeaway I have is like, are they even really at war, or is it just that they're, you know, it's like they're they're at war in the sense that, you know, in 1984, in that book, the society is at war, but it's it's really just an excuse to have the economy operate the way it does they're, they're not yeah war. <laughs> because war makes money yeah um but yeah well and so so um unless you had any anything else to say on that one no i i just i thought it was it was the it was the i guess strangest of the bunch, the shortest of the bunch out of the three, yeah. the least like anime-ish of the bunch. So, yeah. yeah. So I was just kind of curious about like what your take was on it, because, you know, I still enjoyed it. It was different, but it was a, uh, it was still like, kind of cool. Or not cool, but like interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, did did you have a favorite of these three? So I think uh, the first one was my favorite, um, gotcha. but but Stink Bomb was a was a very close second. Was it um, okay? So so I liked Magnetic Rose and Cannon Fodder. I am not a huge fan of Stink Bomb. Well, why not? I I, I like the last um, the last bit of it. Um, so. <laughs> It's it's just it's very um I don't know it's it's got vibes of like of like it it's kind of got FLCL vibes I think it's largely the music but yeah rather than I mean about anything because I do like FLCL I like fully coolly a lot so yeah, I think like, that's probably why it vibes with me a bit. Yeah, like this one is is like fully coolie if fully coolie just at the end Dropped of it. Dropped a bunch of acid. Fuck you! What? Nothing happens. Nothing matters. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, 
I mean, it's just, it's an interesting concept where it's like your owner can like kill a bunch of people. And like the colors, Duke the colors. Yeah. It was, it's a very bombastic. It is. It's, um, so like, yeah, the, the, the theme of this or or the, the, the plot of this generally is that there's a, a guy working in a pill sorting factory, um, or lab i guess um yeah he mistakenly takes some uh some some pills that he's told are cold pills um really they're biological weapon pills (laughs) yeah and And this is with like his shot that he already had yeah he had taken like a flu shot um or a flu vaccine or something like that and so the way it works with him is is he starts stinking he 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 starts having this like body odor um and he just he's unaware of it yeah (laughs) he he wakes up from like a nap that he's grabbing in like someone's empty office and like everyone in the lab is dead and so he reports it and they tell him to take this this briefcase of stuff uh, I mean, I will say that this this person is super clueless. He's <laughs> like really dumb. Like, <laughs> like why are all these people dying? <laughs> well, like, like as it goes, the the stink cloud around him gets bigger and bigger. Um, yeah, he like starts killing off like the entire city. He's yeah, and it's it's so powerful that that even even though people are wearing like gas masks, they they still die like it goes through everything so uh, they decide to fire missiles at him to kill him (laughs) to get him to stop Um, and this is the government the government's like ah we'll do this because i didn't like the japanese government like they were like we're going to handle this but then like nasa or somebody was like yeah so yeah, so what happens is is the JSDF want to kill him, and then instead what happens is the U.S. military steps in. Um, yeah. And they're like, look, we've been watching what's what's going on. Um, we're, we're going to flex our muscles and take over the situation. Yeah. So they show up with... NASA comes in with this, like, a big robotic um, uh, space suit. To try and get him alive, because they figure, I guess, if they can lock him in the spacesuit, it, it will contain everything, because it's meant to, like, to be in a vacuum. Yeah, yeah. Um, they try to freeze him um, in a, like, a wind tunnel, I think? Uh, I think they... Um... Yeah, so they, like, trap them in a tunnel, and then they, like, just start shooting, like, nitrogen. Like, they get these, like, giant, like, wind turbines. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they, they eventually capture him, um, take him to Tokyo, uh, and he still doesn't realize that he's the bioweapon. So yeah. he's in- to this room full of people and this is the only part that i like as i think it's funny that he's just like oh boop 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 and opens his exosuit and so everybody... <laughs> yeah yeah he's like oh okay well i guess i'm going to do this it's like uh dude 
Yeah, I think part of it is, for for me with this one um, is also that that it's uh, it's it's based on a real thing that happened in the nineties. Oh, uh, where is a it? woman was was well, yeah. I mean, she got really stinky. No, 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 no. She um, so she she was uh, um admitted to a hospital saying that she was suffering from like late stage cancer mm. um and pretty much every worker uh that came into contact with her uh was either dying or or had to um had to have severe medical treatments done because let me let me pull up the wikipedia what is this huh. i didn't um, know this yeah it's uh So, while treating her, several hospital workers fainted and other experienced symptoms such as shortness of breath and muscle spasms. Five workers required hospitalization, one of whom remained in an ICU for two weeks. Oh, wow. Um, So, she had been taking uh, one medication for pain treatment. It converted to another chemical um, based on other medication in her body and became... It turned her into a... uh, extremely poisonous and highly carcinogenic alkylating agent so she actually became like yeah yeah eventually she died from from kidney failure that's Um, crazy i did not know that yeah like that's that's one of the things i think with me is just like oh this is based on when this came out this would have been based on something that actually oh yeah not not like not like to the same scale level. Yeah. Either, yeah. But like it's also, but it's, it's weird. It's because, not a parody, but it's, yeah. It's, well, it's also weird and doesn't really fit with this one because the other two were kind of deep, dark, moody stories. Yeah, with this one's. This one's like a comedy, like a, a bouncy, jouncy comedy. Yeah. And, um, you know. <laughs> I kind of, I don't know, I, yeah, I can see, like, if Just theming-wise, taking out the real-life aspect, like, just based on the theme of the other two. It does kind of, like, pull you out. (laughs) Yeah, but I kind of like that, like, I don't know, (laughs) that bouncy sort of, like, crazy colors, crazy, like, you know, everybody's up, like, going to 11 yeah um so that's why it was kind of a close second to me but but i definitely think the first one was my favorite and the first one's probably the longest out of them all yeah it is by far it's it's double the length of um the stink bomb yeah stink bomb was the other um, and um i just i've always been a sucker for um uh, this kind of theme, like this kind of like grim space. space, yeah, yeah. It's it's always been such a um, an interesting like theme to me. Yeah, so like this one is um, follows a salvage crew um, who respond yeah. to a uh, uh, like an emergency beacon, distress beacon, yeah. Um, and so they go check it out it looks like it's on a giant space station um and 
the the two guys who go inside um find this gigantic uh, uh very ornate interior uh and lots of rooms um they seem to not really like clock the fact that everything they touch just kind of disintegrates yeah. that everything in there is old as hell yeah. um but they through a series of events they find out that it was owned by a former opera diva who disappeared um after her fiance was murdered yeah um the the two guys do what you should never do if you're in an unsafe place and they split up (laughs) they encounter different versions of her that like this is this this is a straight up horror movie yeah (laughs) yeah. it's a it's Um, a space horror movie yeah it they start hallucinating things but are they because really it's just this lady's memory that's been stuck in this space station yeah that's um, kind of been, been like downloaded yeah um i will say i like the um the like the foreshadowing with the the one guy um heinz where when they're in the the uh when they're they're like busting each other's balls or whatever oh yeah goes, yeah you have a daughter she she she'd be how old now or whatever and the implication is she's still alive but by the end of the movie when when you start playing through his memories it's like oh no she's died she died that that statement was she would be how old now yeah not, yeah how old is she now how old is she like yeah <laughs> if she was still living how old would she yeah yeah it's 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 a really interesting way that they foreshadow that with, mm-hmm. with this one um but yeah and i mean this one ends with the entire you know destruction of the space station and then this the one guy out in the middle of nowhere just kind of drifting by himself yeah as um as most uh space uh space word does (laughs) yeah would you know who did the music for this this particular short oh no i don't yoko kano oh really yeah oh that's cool she's it's it's probably why i like it the most is is she's very good at it doing yeah subtle and interesting as well yeah i mean i always have enjoyed those kind of like space horrors be it like the grim dark world of 40k or aliens or even like dead space it's um i think it's a a really cool like theming um convention for horror uh just given like how much we don't know of of space and like how small and confined the um like the setting is like usually you'll have it on a spaceship and you can play up that kind of like um limited space and that kind of claustrophobia yeah yeah but yeah, and, and um, I think this is, so I think this is probably the strongest um, on like animation style. Like I know Stink Bomb yeah. is very bombastic, but this one, like the techniques are very um, crisp. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. This is the one that reminds me a lot of like Akira, of like these um, 
iconic animes uh, yeah. where it, it's very much that um, that era, uh, the, that like late or early 80s era anime. And um, it just hits the nostalgia button real hard on me. That's why, um, that's why I, I really enjoyed it. I kind of yeah, wish well, it went a little bit longer. Yeah, well, like, so... So Studio 4C is who who did um, all, all of these, right? Mm -hmm. They mainly do OVAs, I think. Um, they've started to get into TV shows. Like they, um, let's see, they did Memories as their first feature. Uh, Spriggan, uh, Berserk, the Golden Age arc. Yeah. Um, it's not a good anime. TV shows. They did Macross Seven. Yeah. They did. In oh, Macross Seven. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. They did the opening animation for it. Nice. Um, and then Thundercats, the 2011 version. Ooh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. 2011. Yeah. They did Halo Legends, Animatrix. Oh wow. Um, yeah. I mean, so that's like pretty... they. They do very oh, specific list. types of things. Um, yeah. But they're okay. they're very consistent to yeah. the quality that they, they turn out. I mean it's it's usually good quality, yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, no, I, I highly recommend this little collection to people mm -hmm. who've never seen it. It's it's um, it's, it's like just said, hard to find. It's I, it's kinda hard to find. It's um uh, like no streaming services have it. You would have to get a physical copy, which you know, nowadays, who actually has physical copies of things? I have physical copies of things. <laughs> you are a relic of the past, of unfortunately. The past. Um, yeah, no, they, 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 it's, it's all, they put it that. out. On, well, they put it out on Blu-ray a couple of years ago. I have a DVD from probably fifteen years ago at this point. Mm, maybe yeah. 20 maybe 20 <laughs> it's not inconceivable that it could be I'm, 20 i'm wondering um, how much i wonder if this is like amazon or something oh is it on amazon i don't know well the listeners will have known at, at this point but um you know richard and i were supposed to talk about um super mario brothers the the movie oh it is on um amazon oh is it yeah it's only uh 20 bucks oh that's that's actually not bad it's not bad at all sorry um, i didn't mean to interrupt you especially older animes yeah but uh yeah no we we were uh, supposed to talk about super mario brothers at our last recording session and uh no. he's like so I can't find it anywhere. I'm gonna have to buy it from Amazon. And I was like, <laughs> oh my god, I'm so I'm so sorry. How much is it? He goes, lol, it's it's less than three dollars. Like shipping. Ah. <laughs> Hang on. But I was telling it's only three dollars. Yeah, yeah, like shipping apparently was more expensive than, than the actual disc. He's like, I'm really oh. just paying for shipping and getting a disc for free. Um that's but, disappointing. But uh, yeah, no. Well, and, and the thing I was telling him is, I was like, you know, maybe ten years ago, I picked up a copy of it on DVD for like two bucks. 
And I thought, I would have thought for sure that whoever owns the rights to it would want to be like, you know, pimping it out on, on whatever streaming platform. Yeah. That they could just to maximize their profit. And he had an actually really, really good point about it might be that Nintendo is suppressing those like conspiracy level, like from a conspiracy well, I mean, you know, especially with the new Mario coming out. Hey, well, yeah, that's what he was saying. Is like they, you know, yeah. he's like, you know, parents generally are dumb. I can see someone going, "Oh, yeah, we have we have Mario Brothers at home, and the Mario yeah. Brothers at home." Is we have we have John three dollar Mario Brothers at home. Why why do you want to watch <laughs> this Mario in the movie theaters? Yeah, <laughs> this Mario doesn't seem like a. A uh, fat, greasy. Well, maybe, maybe they are fat, and greasy. I mean, who's to say? Um, Did you see that they um they uh nerfed Mario in the Mario Brother uh movie? He doesn't have the um the luscious cake that he used to have oh, down in his trousers. They made, him, they made him a little pear boy. No, I they didn't make him a little pear boy because he was supposed to have like a uh some um. Oh, some cake on him? Yeah, but they, they took it away. <laughs> now he's more, um, I guess, uh, aerodynamic. He was supposed to have some cheeks on him. <laughs> I don't know what, why, yeah. That's Should really bring, weird. Yeah, bring bring back uh, Mario's cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> well... Do you want to? <laughs> I see. <laughs> Zach's like, uh, how do I transition? How do I transition? Talk about Mimi Bees. Do <laughs> <laughs> um, you want to go first, or did you want me to? Um, I've only got two things, so you can go first if you want to. Okay. I um. So I've got three. Uh, okay. So my first thing, I uh, watched through A Quiet Place Part Two and. Oh boy, that's a movie. Um, oh yeah, yeah I forgot they the even made one. a quiet part or a quiet place too. Yeah, we covered the. I first mean, I remember reading the book. Yeah. Oh no, not Bird Box, but a oh, quiet not... place. The the John Krasinski one. Where... Oh oh right 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 yeah. the one where they couldn't talk. Yeah, it's it, it's one of those sequels that like. And I don't know why Hollywood consistently falls for this trick because it consistently does not work. Where the first movie was made for a meager budget and it made like three or four hundred million dollars. Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, if we put in four times the amount, we'll obviously get four times the box office. And it's like, no, no, you don't understand. Yeah. You'll actually make less money because a lot of people are aware of what the trick is now, so they won't come to see it. So yeah, really, I think you probably will make the same amount if not a little bit less <laughs> which yeah. sure enough happened um but you know i mean it it like the first one is is just over an hour and a half um or right at an hour and a half mm -hmm. um it does a little bit more with emily blunt's character which is good because she's a good actress um she was the wife yes mm -hmm. okay yeah do they still and, have the kids uh, yeah, the, kids? the kids are still there um they're they're planning on doing a sequel uh oh so did this do good yeah i mean, I mean they made 300 million against 60 million so i mean you know yeah. they didn't lose too much money like that's 
that's that's a good return. It's just it's less than what the first one made. Yeah. Um, but you know the sequel's coming out in twenty twenty five. They have next year in twenty twenty four. They have uh, Quiet Place Day One. Day One spinoff. I don't know if it's a movie or a series. Yeah, it's uh, a, it's a movie. So it's a spinoff know. prequel. Um, huh. But yeah, it's it opens up the world a little bit more. Um, you see talking a little about more interaction. the like creatures and stuff. Yeah, yeah, you see a little bit more interaction with other other like pockets of humanity that have survived. Because um, hmm. so those yeah. creatures are like aliens, right? Yeah, they're alien. They, they they hitched a ride on an asteroid. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, kind of like Cloverfield. <laughs> I don't like Cloverfield. <laughs> um, but way better because Cloverfield sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was interesting. What? It wasn't like. It was. It hit that like vein of like found footage, like um, movies. Like, it wasn't too late on it, but um, it wasn't one of, like, the early adopters. It was it was definitely, like, in the middle, right? From yeah, because it came out, I think, in, like, 06 or 07-ish. Yeah, it was around, like, Blair Witch, because Blair Witch was the first, like, found footage sort of, like, big hit. Yeah, first big hit. Yeah, like, like there's, there's some other examples of it, but, yeah, it was the yeah, first. Yeah, but, like, Blair Witch was the one that went, like, bananas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then this kind of was like the second one after the Blair Witch. Mm, no, like Cloverfield came out. Um, then, uh, like Paranormal Activity. There, there's, there's probably a whole whole list of them that I'm missing. But they're mm. like those are the ones that jump out. Jump out at you, yeah. Yeah. Oh. But yeah, I um, if if you like the first one, I I recommend seeing the second one. It's it's fun it's a little bit more of the same but it's it's still fun and it's it doesn't out, outstay its welcome because it's like an hour and a half so oh that's not bad yeah i think it's i think it's a paramount movie so it's probably viewable on on paramount plus no well, yeah. if anyone has paramount plus. if anyone has paramount plus i, I certainly do not i do not either <laughs> i got mine from the library nice <laughs> Well, I did watch something on the one streaming service that I do have. Oh, okay. Um, and that is, and it's a series that you would think that I'd watched before, but um, I, I guess I never like got into it when it was super hyped up and it was super popular. Um, but that streaming service is Crunchyroll, and the anime that I've been watching is. Uh, Yuri on Ice. Um, I I really love that anime. That anime is fantastic. You're it's, right. I would have thought that that's something you've seen before. I know. I know. I had never seen it before. Um, I remember it got popular back in, um, I think, like the late teens. Um, 2000. Yeah, and teens. that sounds right. Yeah. Um, but again, with not having any sort of like streaming service or, um, you know, getting all my anime other ways, um, it just kind of flew under my radar. And um, I was kind of training for, well, not training, but practicing um, 
for a, a show and stuff. And um, it just happened to be one of the things that I kind of wanted to watch and get a little, uh, just because it was kind of like going through the same veins because the main character is a figure um, skater and is like trying to go through like the routine to get back into the game and um, had like, since he has anxiety and, um, but yeah, it was a, it's a fantastic anime. Um, I, I love it because the music is amazing um, with it being like, um, a lot of like figure skating, they usually have to like choreo it with music, and most of the music is uh, original music, and it's yeah. different uh, genres where there's like there's a jazz section where somebody does like a figure skating uh, routine to it, this like jazz number, which was super cool. Um, there is like uh, I guess kind of a a take on the King and I, but it's like let us skate from like this this other um like bollywood sort of uh production hmm. so like after watching a couple of episodes i was like well i'm going to have to like find the um original soundtrack the ots and like start listening to it yeah. and um yeah and the animation's fantastic the story is amazing um i just I love that everybody's so gay. It's amazing. Um, I mean, it is Yuri on ice. So. Yeah. Um, it, and it's just, it, I love all of the, the characters are really well written. Um, and, you know, it, it's, it mainly focuses on, um, like, there are some, like, fan service stuff here and there, but, like, it's not blatant. Um, it's definitely not like gay to be gay. Um, it is. Um, it it has a story to tell, and the story is fantastic. Um, and it it's it's a sports anime. I never really thought I would get into a sports anime, but like hmm. this is a a special um, a special I guess opportunity special. I'm blanking on the word, but yes, it's it's definitely special. Yeah. And um, there are moments where, like, I was tearing up, just like rooting for the um, the main character Yuri, and um, just the the bond that Yuri has with his coach is amazing. And yeah, I, I had missed the boat, and I'm really glad that I had. Um, come back and um, gave this uh, series a chance. And I'm pretty sure most people have probably seen this because, it, again, it was a very popular anime. But if you haven't, I would say this one's definitely one to um, revisit. Uh, again, the animation's fantastic. The story's fantastic. The music's fantastic. And um, even watching it now, I don't think that it loses anything. And I think that the animation um, style uh, keeps up with even the newest anime that's coming out this year. Hmm. Uh, have you seen this? 
I have not. I've it's been recommended to me several times, but I've yes, it is. It. <laughs> it is really amazing. I I would recommend it. I would definitely recommend it. Nice. Um. Well. Oh. Uh. So the uh, the other thing that I did is I watched through uh, the Queen's Gambit, which is a uh, yeah a show I highly recommend to people. Um. Anya Taylor-Joy is incredible. Um, mm-hmm. It's a really... It, it's would you, weird... Do would I, you be interested in reading the book? Is it based on a book? It is based on a book. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, then, yeah, I would definitely love to be. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, maybe make that a book club book. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know that it, they have changed a couple of things. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would assume so because it like so much of this is visual, like especially when she's going through her um, her like drug and alcohol dependency mm-hmm. stuff. Um, like I, I would imagine a lot of that is reframed and, and restaged. But um, yeah, no, it's it's interesting. I've I've heard a couple of people who have gone through sobriety say like, Yep, this show is definitely triggering. Like, those are definitely things that I have also experienced. Um, yeah, I've also kind of like battled. Yeah, so so there there is that as a trigger warning. Um, is is that there is some some drug and alcohol abuse in it? Um, yeah, no, I I really like this show. Um, I don't know how rewatchable it is. Um. I do think that it's funny that I was in a comic shop and I think I sent you this picture, but I saw that someone had done a licensed tie-in with this and they made mm-hmm. Queen's Gambit the game. And I was like, why that's... is it not just chess? Yeah, that's just chess. <laughs> yeah, that's that's literally just chess. Why, why would you, yeah. why would you call why? it Queen's Gambit the game? <laughs> I mean, what what is the game about? Uh, I don't know. It's um, it's multiplayer. Weirdly, it's not um, it's not like regular chess. It's like uh, let's see, Queen's Gambit. Is it like battle chess? Uh, it might be. What is the? So it's got one star with two reviews. It looks like it's a four-player version of chess. Yeah. That is Which weird. is very strange. It's, um... Yeah, two to four players. Huh. What? There's it a deck like of cards chess. involved. There's some chits on the board. Um, very, very weird. <laughs> I don't know why you wouldn't just box up chess and put on your Taylor Joy's face on the board or something. There you go. Just reskin yes, it. This is, this is, <laughs> this is the board for this game. This is how you know that it is Queen's Gambit, the game. <laughs> Not that regular chess. Yeah. That boring chess. Boring chess. Yeah. This is, huh. this is a, uh, a, a different kind of chess. Yeah. It's got a face on it. Yeah. <laughs> I always wondered about like those Monopoly like games and stuff like that. Like, who's going out and buying like different skins of Monopoly? Where it's like, gotta have you know my my Lego the movie Monopoly. 
branded monopoly is hilarious to me <laughs> like why? yeah why who knows who knows but uh yeah and um yeah so so i guess what was your second thing so uh my second thing is um i've been playing cyberpunk i've been playing the heck out of cyberpunk um it is so i I put in about 25 hours in cyberpunk and um what really because i know i I talked about it previously how i ended up watching the um the cyberpunk anime from um trigger uh which was really awesome and it really gave me kind of like a gateway into like playing the actual game yeah and um wow this game is this game's really like pulling me in just like the whole um, upgrade trees the um rpg elements to it the uh skyrim aspect where you're kind of or skyrim slash um fallout aspect to it but like what really is bringing me in now that like i'm fully uh like immersed in the world is just the story there are so many different like jobs that you can do side jobs gigs the main so like story the world since since before the um, that bug thing yeah yeah so it, the game plays fantastic like okay. you know there is I haven't had any issues, like any like major issues. There might be like a glitch here and there, like where somebody clips through the wall or something like that, but nothing's been like game breaking and nothing's really just kind of uh, taken me out of the immersion. And just like the story is so uh, riveting, just like learning about these people, there's entire cast of of different people that you can interact with it feels like a lot of my decisions are meaningful impactful there's a lot of things where like if you end up helping somebody else it may close off a quest line to somebody who had like a different objective or like a opposite objective or who was like in the middle of like trying to do something else um a lot of these characters and a lot of the writing seems very fleshed out. Hmm. Um, I was a little worried when um, I met Keanu Reeves' character for the first time, Johnny Silverhand. Uh-huh. Um, but um, but like the character has grown on me. Like they don't ham fist them in there, um, where you would think that like if you hired a a big name like that you would try to put them in every single you know scene or try to use them as efficiently as possible but it doesn't feel no it's not yeah um he's probably in there maybe 10 percent of the game oh okay yeah so um and the times that they do use them it's it's very effective um Hmm. and it's it's funny because like there is such a strong and there's still a strong community of the game too 
Like if you go to like the Reddit community for Cyberpunk the game, um, yeah. there's a lot of people who are still like posting, exploring, um, putting out like memes and stuff like that. There, it's funny. There's this one quest where this one woman kind of like approaches you, and she's like, "Oh, my husband wants to talk to you." But I can't talk about like what it's about. You gotta get in this car, sort of thing. And <laughs> you're kind of like looking at this character, and you're like, "Is this a is this a sex thing? Or, or is are you trying to like?" And then she's like, "No, no, 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 no. This this is something else." It's like, okay, okay. <laughs> but if it was a sex thing, I mean, uh... <laughs> um, it, it's 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 a fun game, and like. I pro so like when I first played it, I knew I was going to like it just because of all the mechanics of the gameplay, of just like the the cyberpunk world. Yeah. But I've been drawn in even further by the fantastic writing. Like it. So I've had a couple of friends who blown through this game who just basically did a lot of the um the main missions yeah. just to beat the game and um i think those people kind of do themselves an injustice because there's so much to explore in this world there's so many different people that you can interact with um and there's so many like just memories that you can have with these different uh people and it's it's been a lot of fun. It's nice. it's a game that I can see myself like sinking and you know diving further into. Yeah. So cool. I highly recommend the game. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that it it runs way better. Like I am. Um, it does all the optimizations. Like okay. it it was bad when they first released it. Like, and it, there was a little bit of controversy. So the game ended up winning, I think, an award um, during this year. Yeah. And a lot of people were complaining about like how it shouldn't have won the award because just the way that launched with all the bugs yeah. that was basically unplayable. Because there were some bugs that were like game-breaking bugs where it would basically like lock right. your progress and you would have to start all over. And like that fucking sucks. Like yeah. if you put in like thirteen hours and then you had to restart, I don't think I would ever come back to that game. I'd be like, "Well, you lost me. I'm sorry." So I don't know anyone who. I don't know anyone that had game breaking bugs. Like there were things that I heard from people where like, um, like my brother played it on Xbox One and he said that like there were things where you could see where they the 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 textures didn't load for certain things mm -hmm. so there would just be this like dotted line cut out on a wall that just says like uh art across yeah the front of it. and it's like oh that's obviously supposed to be a phone booth yeah just based on the size stuff like that um but yeah i i can't imagine having a game breaking bug where all of the time you sink into it is deleted yeah. <laughs> so it's interesting because after it won that award, people started rate or um review bombing the game. Yeah. 
um, trying to like bring back or you know bring down its score on Steam. Um, basically, like saying the cons were like it launched buggy, and it did launch buggy. Like you know, I, I it's hard because it's like you don't want to reward a game that launched buggy, but at least it like it were made those bugs like it repaired yeah. those bugs and didn't like just kind of leave it um yeah, it's it a kind of faceted problem i think because yeah. like on the one hand yeah like it's rewarding a game it's rewarding a company that released a product way too early yeah that wasn't a product that should have never been released that should like it was so bad that it prompted sony to offer refunds sony yeah. never offers refunds yeah, yeah, yeah. um so yeah however um, they did fix it yeah, however they, they if they had released it when it was ready they wouldn't have had that issue yeah also though they had to release it early because the fans of the game were sending death threats to the creators well yeah <laughs> saying, but... like like there was a lot of like bad actors threatening the staff working on it which i never understand like why yeah. would you do that like this is just someone doing their job and they're being crunched for it yeah um, i don't know i think ultimately like i fall in the party of like yeah don't give them the award like it, it came out in an incomplete state yeah, i know that there were but, I mean, circumstances a... and they fixed it but <laughs> you know? yeah but like i don't know are you rewarding the game when it came out or are you rewarding the game at the moment because at its current you know uh, build it's a fantastic game i would say at the moment of like when when it is has left early access and is available on the street that's the state it should be judged in because otherwise yeah. what you you would need to do is judge every game based on at its peak yeah yeah like you would have to judge every game based on its end of life cycle which would just yeah. make award shows a nightmare <laughs> Well, that and like, do you judge a game that has DLC, and do you include yeah. that DLC in the judgment? Yeah, I can sort of see that, but like, it is. I, I think it's like, it's an award-winning game. After yeah. I mean, I haven't played it. This isn't me like besmirch because I, I don't no, 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 no. hate it, mail it, from people <laughs> video game stuff, but. Uh... One day I'll have to like dive into the uh, inbox to see exactly because all the hate mail that you send to me, I don't see any of it. <laughs> so well, you don't get any. Like usually, it's the um, like. Well, the, I'm sure I get my fair share of hate mail. No, no, really. Like it's it's usually people saying that I'm I'm being a dickhead and I don't know what I'm talking about. It's like, hey, it's just an opinion. I have a a microphone in front of me. I, I don't know what you want. Um, well, no, hopefully people will send you, gamers. you know, a set of hate mail, send, send some love mail to Zach. Yeah. Like, if you're listening to this and you like Zach, send send him a, an email <laughs> and be like, you're doing good. And that's all you have to say. You're doing good or a little thumbs up. Can you well, send it's... the emojis in um, text? You can send emojis <laughs> in text, right? Well, it's funny. Right? It's consistently the You're game. not answering me. Oh, sending emojis and email? Yeah. Yeah, you can do that, right? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. I, I yeah, absolutely. Okay. 
but yeah no it's it's consistently the the game related content like the, uh, the series that richard and i did on resident evil oh, oh boy oh. people really get their panties in a twist when they hear that i do not like resident evil 4 yeah how dare i be held accountable for my opinion that affects nothing <laughs> I'm not touching this with a pole. And remember, my opinions do not reflect Zach's opinions. Um, but yeah, no, going I'm back to this again, Chip. Well, <laughs> going back to uh, Cyberpunk 2020, like, I. Yeah, like, I, I kind of. I'll see you later, Zach. I'm paddling away. You're paddling away. <laughs> you stay on that ship. You fight that good fight. <laughs> You load those cannons. <laughs> I can, um, I can see the uh, the the want to reward it for for how it is now, but I mean, I can also see the the argument of like, no, they put out a, a an incomplete product, charge yeah. people full price. Yeah, I, I can I can see it both ways too. Yeah. I can I can see why people are mad, and I can see you know why some people are just like, it doesn't matter, or some people yeah. say that. It, it deserves the award, but all I, mean, I know is for right now. Try it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for right now, I really enjoy it. Um, definitely try it if you got some free time, because yeah, boy, does it eat up your free time. Um, <laughs> That's what I've heard. My even when it was released in buggy, my brother was just like, I can't stop playing this game it's awesome <laughs> yeah and i i really think that's part of the story that like brings you in yeah. because you you want to explore all those people's like stories like you want to sort of see them through like i've um i've been going through and just like exploring all of the um the different people who give you out jobs and everything and mm -hmm. it's yeah it's it's fun to see who is interwoven with whom and like just what people are thinking and there's even a um a particular mission where you really don't do any fighting you're just talking to this one person who has this real big belief in god and it just you kind of you have to make a couple of like decisions on like what your stance is and like it, it puts in question not in question but it makes you like answer some some hard questions yeah especially with like religion and stuff hmm. yeah so i mean you know it's it's definitely um it's definitely a good game and i i really enjoy it so cool. thumbs up recommend and that's that's probably it for me because okay. i did a bunch of uh training and practicing so <laughs> a lot of my time was kind of eaten up by that yeah well yeah. my i'm my last thing is um i i dove back into diablo 3 content on um ps4 mm. um I, I know i'm not supposed to like blizzard but Man, yeah. Diablo 3 is, is really, really fun. <laughs> I mean, as long as you haven't given them any more money, that's... No, I mean, no, I, this isn't anything yeah. new. I've had this game for years. This is the, yeah. the yeah. Eternal Edition or whatever that, that has all the DLC for 3. Um, yeah, it's super fun. I mean, I yeah, Diablo 3 is real fun. 
Are you playing it by yourself or are you playing it with your Yeah, um... I'm just playing it by myself. It's yeah no I, I I like my barbarian um it's really kind of shitty that you can't it's it's so convoluted to do couch co-op because it's yeah you know, my my wife will play and she's actually maxed out levels on way more characters than I have. No. <laughs> um but um yeah like my only max level character is uh the barbarian Mm -hmm. um that i have but yeah no she's got like the necromancer the paladin the sorceress i think i think she's working on her necromancer now oh wow yeah that is a lot a lot but uh yeah no it's it's super fun it's just you know they were all created under our shared profile and so mm -hmm. whenever we do couch co-op you have to sign into another profile that doesn't have access to those characters and that's like that's oh. kind of bitch. like this isn't couch co-op yeah i should just I hate, be able to hit this I hate button that make things it. make you sign into things or make accounts like yeah. i just bought the game i just want to play the game exactly. don't make me sign into your service let's go back to service. cartridges damn it no loading times no signing into <laughs> bullshit no downloading things <laughs> talking like good old boomers right here well, no, back I was in my day my, well i was talking with my brother and he was doing uh one of the new call of duty ones and um the game was like 150 gigs i was like that's like most of it you have to download before you can yeah. play it. And it's like that that is just so much bullshit to me. <laughs> like Yeah, I mean yeah. And the disc like one, there's not even discs anymore, you just download yeah. whatever. Um yeah, I remember the back in the days, back in the days when um uh what was um gosh, um GameStop. GameStop was around. Yeah. And uh going to like midnight release parties and stuff gosh <laughs> that was that was an antiquated time man i i remember the halo 2 release mm -hmm. day thing waiting in line outside of it wasn't even gamestop it was funko land funko land yeah it was what became a gamestop at some point in the future and who um yeah, super fun. Um, yeah, yeah. I just, uh, was... It's it's insane that that you can't just put your game in and have it work. Now, yeah, I, usually I know that this, to... is, this is old old person bullshit. But like, just let me play the thing that I paid for. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to play without like a live service or you know. Yeah, well, like, I tried to, to fire up Mortal Kombat 11, and, like, my biggest hurdle in playing a game is if I can't, like, immediately start playing it. And so, yeah, where it's, like, make your login for, like, Epic or Steam well, like, or that, Blizzard. It's like, or... it's like, I was like, okay, I'll put it in rest mode, and I'll let it download the, um, the, the base content or whatever that's on the disc. Mm -hmm. Doing the base install. And it does the install over, like, four hours then i go and play it like, all right well i was like oh, all right I'm, I'm i'm gonna i'm well it's on a ps4 so it's, yeah. it's older, so it, it takes it a bit but um i was like oh right i can i can do my fatalities and whatnot and i start the menu and they're like 
you need to download updates because you just downloaded this game and it's like you need to download 28 gigs and it's like well fuck i'm not gonna play this then yeah <laughs> like why can't you just download the updates when you're downloading the game yeah, like I had to, I had to do, go through three. You manually had to, yeah. Yeah, like I had to go through this. three different downloading sessions before I could play it. And I'm like, I feel like this is really overkill for the the punch, punch, kick, kick, blood, blood. Mm. Was was the fan- <laughs> fatalities worth it? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> Honestly, I like ten a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah, I, I never feel like eleven. Is I never got into Mortal Kombat. I never yeah, really got into any fighting games. I I prefer it to Street Fighter. Usually, you'll you'll find people or, or one or the other. I think. Yeah, yeah. And um, I mean, they're kind of on like the different spectrums of fighting games, at yeah. least in like aesthetics, where one's more kind of anime ish, where the other one's more like graphic and um, yeah, realistic ish. Not realistic. I would call it like heavy metal, dark fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But, like, you know, they actually look like people. Where in, like, Street Fighter, you have oh, yeah, I see Zangief or, you know, Blanca, who does not look like a person. No. <laughs> or, yeah, the weird-looking... I forget what... what well, the movie told me that he had genetic experiments forced on him in Shadowloo in Thailand. Blan- Blanca? Yeah. <laughs> I'm making a joke that the movie's bad and it doesn't. Because oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, in the movie they capture him and he's Guile's best friend, and they they like, oh. M. Bison's crew does medical experiments on him and tortures him and turns him into the the Blanca we knew. I did not know that. Yeah. I I feel like I've probably seen the movie, but it's been such a long, long time. Yeah, it's a movie that I even maybe we should watch that movie and do it as a. You want to do that? You want me to put it up on the roster? I mean, <laughs> yeah, why not? Okay, I'll I'll add it. Street to the Fighter is a movie. I'm sure I could probably find that somewhere. You I almost certainly can find that somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, yeah, I guess that's it for me. Um, we'll we'll be talking uh, in a little about bit. Street Fighter the movie. <laughs> about oh, uh, they made Turkey. Street Fighter the movie the game. They did. I had that on uh, PlayStation. Uh, yeah, I can I can clearly uh, get. Wow, it's close to about two hours. Holy crap. Yeah, which is surprisingly not as long. It, it, it's way too long, but it's not as long as it oh, would be the it. amount of characters they they uh, introduced. Oh, Van Damme. Huh. Raul Julia's last movie. Oh, I did not know that. He's uh, in Bison. Huh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, yeah. Throw it on the... Uh, throw it on there. Okay, it probably won't be soon, but it will it will come up at some point. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> when it comes up, I'll be like, what? Stuart, why do you do this to yourself? <laughs> um, do you hate yourself? I'll be like, oh yeah, I guess I do. <laughs> so, the book club book is Tokyo Vice. We'll talk about that later. We love you very much. Goodbye. Bye.